Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refills. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. Well, what do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Saban story. Nick Saban done at Alabama. And, you know, we look at what Nick Saban did there. His six championships, his one at LSU, the legacy, unmatched, unparalleled as you get to the 12-team playoff. Are we ever going to see a coach win six championships again? Probably not. And what his legacy means as he leaves. Also, logical replacements for Nick Saban at Alabama. Belichick, mm -hmm. the bank, has he banked up? enough goodwill is there still left in the tank is there still just a little left in the tank for bill belichick to coach somewhere else i'd love to see him with the raiders would love to see him in vegas we're gonna look at bill belichick as well uh pete carroll gone too so we've got like this holy trinity of coaches greatest coach ever in college football maybe the greatest coach ever in the nfl and right in the middle is a guy that won a championship in both what a 48-hour what a, what a stretch, 24-hour stretch. So we got that as well. Also, a little wild-card weekend six-pack. Six games, three road teams. We like three road teams this weekend. Who are they? Going to tell you a little Futurama. As Michigan, of course, this week takes care of business, wins the national championship. I'm going to give you four, <laughs> four things. It'll never happen, but the future, what the future could hold for the four major conferences that are left. So there we go. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, Twitter, at Harp on Sports, Instagram, Harp on Sports, the auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Okay, Saban's story, and again, you start to look at Saban and Belichick and Pete Carroll and their legacy. Again, Saban, six championships in Alabama, one and it's kind of one of these interesting, one at LSU, what Bill Belichick did with the Patriots, all the Super Bowls. It's remarkable. Step back, 6-6-1. Pete Carroll won one in each. So I, whose career would you rather have? Saban at all his championships, Belichick at all his Super Bowls, or Pete Carroll, the one that's done one in each? It's, it's actually very, very interesting, and it, it, it's a fun way to look at it. I conquered this and I conquered that. Look, I could do it at both levels. You guys didn't. Belichick didn't really want to. Saban tried. Uh, what a story. What a story for Saban. And, you know, this will be one of those things that, he, I mean, he's the greatest coach ever in college football. I don't know. In this day and age where, you know, parody reigns supreme, all the television contracts, all the money, the fact that he was able to go into the SEC and conquer it and change the landscape of college football, it was amazing. It was amazing what he did in his... Was it 18 years there? I mean, the guys had 10 win seasons every year for the 15 straight? What's that? 16 straight? 10, whatever it is. It's ridiculous. You're not doing that. Think about the best of the best. To have that many 10, like Dabo Sweeney's streak of 10 wins snapped, what, at eight this year? Not. I, it's hard to do this, man. To have that many straight 10 win seasons? I think Dabo was at 10. It's hard. Now, you add more games, it may be a little bit easier as you add more games. But he did this in an era where, I mean, the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, that um, it's remarkable what he was able to do. So, 
his story, his legacy. I thought he may hang around a little while to longer to track down Bear Bryant, but that wasn't, I guess, his thing, man. He didn't want that. Okay. Is it a good time to leave? Well, if you want to leave, you made the college football playoff. They're probably going to make it again next year, but, I mean, who knows? The NIL, how things have changed the game, and, hey, man, time for him to go. Uh, replacements. Oh, boy. Replacements, replacements, replacements. I think that the one that is the logical one out of the gate is Dabo Swinney. I don't know after this season. If you were 12 months ago, it may be a little bit easier to swallow. You know, that'll collapse late in the year, okay? But this year, after what happened last year, remember they were ranked in the top, what, three. They get drilled by Notre Dame, get drilled at the end, of, or lose to South Carolina, they get drilled by Tennessee. It fell apart on them last year, and this year they go, what, nine and four? At one point, they're four and four, can't figure out the quarterback situation. But if Dabo, Dabo, I think Dabo would want it more than Alabama would want it at this point. And five, four years ago, you wouldn't even think leaving Clemson for Alabama. Why would you do that? No, I think you'd do it if you were Dabo. The one, if you, the one that wanted the Florida job, the one that would be a culture change a little bit, but would be a counterpoint to what Texas did with Sarkeesian, would be Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin would take it. Lane Kiffin would take it. And let's not forget, two of the last three years, Lane Kiffin's won 10 games at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's won 10 games at Ole Miss. Double-digit wins, big bowl win over Penn State. So Lane Kiffin's got these wins in his belt now, double-digit seasons at Ole Miss, no allegations. He's doing it. Now they have a budget, but not like Alabama's budget. Innovative offenses. Lane Kiffin is a little bit like Steve Sarkeesian in his mind. He doesn't have the resources. Sarkeesian's not leaving Texas to go to Alabama. Texas has more resources than Alabama. Texas has more money. Texas has oil money. Oil booster money is more than any other type of booster money that you can have. Maybe tech money, like if Mark Zuckerberg or people in California really fell in love with football, but they're not. Nike money, apparel, nothing tops oil money. Nothing. Look at, look at Middle Eastern countries and kings and their palate. Nothing tops oil money. Look at the Lib Tour. Nothing tops oil money. So, Texas, why would you leave that? So, yeah, again, Dabo, probably the first one. Kiffin, the second one. And Kalen DeBoer, if you can go to Washington and flip that around and compete for a national championship and what he did with Michael Penix, I, I, the quarterback whisperer, what he, yeah, that, that would be a younger guy that could come in. Not a younger guy, but you know what I mean. I mean, it, Dabo's the safe, easy. He played here, okay? Do any of them want to follow in Saban's footsteps? That's the question. Kippen doesn't. I think he'd do it in a heartbeat. He can give a damn. So it depends on what you want. Depends on what you want. Good luck, whoever it ends up being. Uh, from that, and I mentioned the Carol, the, the holy trinity of coaching here, um, with Belichick now leaving, I hope he ends up with the Raiders. You know, Mark Davis, Antonio Pierce seems the easy hire. He went five and four down the stretch, but Mark Davis isn't going to do that. He wants a star. When the quote comes out that he wants a star as a head coach, he's going to go after Belichick. He is. He's going to go after him. Wouldn't that be a fitting ending to this? Here's this franchise, just win, baby. Can't seem to get their hands on a quarterback. Can't seem to get this thing figured out. Isn't this the ending of this, the saga? Bingo to, you talk about immortalized. 
Now, look, if you want to talk a reclamation rebuild project, there's teams in the league that you could go and win and you'd be immortalized to. Of course, Buffalo, they don't need a head coach. Cleveland, they don't need a head coach. The Lions, they don't need a head coach. All these down and out. Oh, even like if you go to the Falcons and win one, it's the, the Raiders. Immortality. Not that Belichick isn't the greatest of all time. Because you all this debate now, if he can go to Oakland and win it, it'd probably mean more than almost any other place in the NFL with the exception of the three that I gave you, but they don't need a head coach. And now Vrabel to New England just makes sense, doesn't it? Mike Vrabel to the Patriots is just, I'm not 100% certain, but that seems to be easily done now. And he'd want it, and they should offer it to him. Still need to get the quarterback. Still need to get the quarterback there. Uh, So, okay. And then Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks. I don't what they do there because you don't have a franchise quarterback you have a pretty solid defense it fell apart late you got a marquee receiver i and i like gino but i don't know what the plan is there they were good enough that they're going to be out of that quarterback range where they sit i I mean who's going to be down there i I guess you could move up and get panics they're talking about him being like 15 to 20 i don't jane daniels is going to go in the top 10 i don't know what you do of where you sit where you're seattle seattle's a tricky situation I, i mean you can start picking any head coach that you want to when it comes to that. Just find an offensive mind. Find one. But now all of a sudden, big-time coaches, big-time movement uh, throughout the sport in the NFL. All right, so there we go. So there's a little Saban story in Belichick's bank and <sighs> Pete Carroll's farewell. Which career would you have rather had? Uh, to me, I'd want, I, I'd want to prove it. I could do it on multiple levels. It's like I, I kind of look at it acting. I can do comedies. But if I can win, if I can do this type of role and do that type of role and I can play various roles, I can be funny, I can be serious, I can do all of these things, you know, yeah. All right, from that to this, little NFL six-pack. Six games this weekend, super wild card weekend, of course, two Saturday, three Sunday, um, <laughs> one coming up on Monday. I went through and looked at like three road teams this weekend. Three road teams. And I think that... And two of these road teams are actually favored, so I don't know exactly how I am uh, a big of a shocker it is. It's like when somebody goes, I picked it up, and I picked a 10 over a 7 in the NCAA tournament. I picked a 10 over the 7 seed. It's like, well, the 10 seed was favored. It, just because the, the seeds are there doesn't mean it's an upset. That's always one of the things that always bothered me when it comes like, I called it upset at a 10 over a 7. It's like Vegas had the 10 seed. It's a three-point favor. What do you mean upset? Upset according to who? So I went through and I looked at this. And defense travels, and new to this game, the arrogance of youth ends at the NFL level in the postseason. It just all, it's a different world. And, uh, you know, out of the gate, I was looking at the Browns and the Texans. The Texans are getting two and a half. Cleveland's the favorite on the road. I think Cleveland beats them. Uh, Joe Flacco and that defense does just enough. And, you know, Texas is not like this exact dynamic offensive entity and the Cleveland Browns defense is one of the top two or three defenses in the NFL and down the stretch they just were remarkable now Joe Flacco turning the ball over has been a problem but if Joe Flacco can just do enough in which I think he does I I said I like the Browns to beat the Texas 21-14 so if I'm the Browns I give the two and a half they take care of business on the road at night the Chiefs and the Dolphins this is going to be just brutal 
talking about the weather and how cold it's going to be in single digits in the coldest wild card round game ever. It's brutal, brutally cold. And it's cold enough that it's going to bother the Chiefs too, just not the Dolphins. But this is a different type of level of cold, and the Chiefs' defense is really, really good. Um, and looking at this, I just don't see how over the course of 60 minutes Miami's going to be able to score enough points, not in this weather. Uh, Tyree's hurt. The colder it gets, the more injuries that you get. Travis Kelsey, Pacheco running the ball. Give me the Chiefs, 16-7. to So the Chiefs cover, uh, what is that, four? The Chiefs cover the four, 16-7. They beat the Dolphins. Low scoring, cold weather. Uh, Steelers, Bills. Bills are a 10-point favorite. Bills are going to drill them. I mean, to me right now, going back to the preseason, uh, my preseason predictions, I had the Bills and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I'm still riding that right now, uh, both the two seeds. The Bills are going to drill the Steelers. Give me the Bills 27-13. to 13, They cover the 10. Oh, the Steelers are going to score. Steelers struggled to score against the Ravens' second string, and, and now you're going to score against Buffalo? And, no. No. I think the Bills are going to have a field day with them. So they cover that. Uh, they cover that 10-27-13. Uh, Cowboys-Packers, uh, I think this one has the potential with Jordan Love to be a little sneaky, but the Cowboys just too much weaponry at home. Um, the Cowboys are really, really, really good at home, no matter who they play. And I, I think this one is one of these things that's a little bit competitive, but in the fourth quarter, the, the Cowboys pull away. Cowboys cover the 7, 28-17. Uh, Rams and Lions, here's your other upset. Give me the, the Rams on the road. Points, they take care of business. They beat the Lions 24-21. Uh, to 21. I think this is the best game of the weekend. I think the Rams and the Lions is the best game of the weekend. The Rams are red hot. Matt Stafford comes back. And, you know, scoring-wise... The Lions, teams like the Lions and the Texans that get there, they win the division. All right, it's a good story. Uh, the Rams, Aaron Donald, it's just they just have that that one little extra piece, at least at this stage. Uh, but the Lions are gonna be really, really good for the next five, six years. And the Eagles and the and, and the Bucks. I really wanted to pick the Bucks. I really, really did. But watching how much their offense has struggled and how beat up Baker Mayfield is, and all the injuries. And that Eagles defense can put pressure on you. And how banged up they are. Mike Evans, I think I think you have a good game on Monday night. It's not going to be the blowout that the Cowboys-Bucks was last year. But give me the Eagles to beat the Bucks 17-10. Eagles cover. So Eagles, Rams, Browns all win on the road. Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys all take care of business at home. So what does that give you next weekend? In the NFC... What does that give you? That gives you the Rams at the Niners. Lower seed wins, right? In the NFC, it gives you the Eagles at the Cowboys. That's what happens. Uh, in the AFC, the Browns take care of the Texans. That's a five over a four. The Chiefs, the three. The Bills, the two. What does that give you? That gives you the Browns at the Ravens. Old Cleveland against new Cleveland. Flacco. Oh, what a storyline. And it gives you the Chiefs at the Bills. Eagles, Cowboys. I mean, you talk about fun storylines. There's my six-pack heading into the weekend. Um, one more thing so we wrap this thing up. I did see college football. They were kicking around the idea of an irrelevant bowl where the two worst teams in college football would play each other, and the NCAA shot that down. Yeah, why the hell if I were those two teams would I play in that garbage? You can make fun of me? Eat it. You know, make fun of me. It's okay if I want, if I have you know, some self-deprecating humor and I make a mistake, I do something ridiculous, but you're not going to make a joke. Okay, here are the two worst teams in toilet bowl. <laughs> Let's dunk on them. Irrelevant bowl. Eat it. I'm not doing that. You're not going to make fun of me. I can take a joke, but I'm not a joke.
And that's the difference in that thing. That was when I saw that thing. I thought, what a bunch of horse shit. A irrelevant bull. Take a joke, but I'm not a joke. And you're making those two teams a joke. Was it? It'd be Akron and so and so this year. It's like eat it. I'm not playing in that. Why would it, why would a school and athletic department ever agree for you to make fun of them? Ridiculous. All right, want to wrap with this? Uh, just a little Futurama. Now the college football season's over. Of course, we have college basketball and college baseball. It's going to be an entirely new look next year. Three of these could happen. One of them won't. With the new teams in each of these conferences next year, of course, Texas, Oklahoma leaving, Colorado and Utah joining the Big 12, Pac-12 being dismembered, their teams scattering all around the country. Four major conferences. Four conference championship games next year. Three of these could happen. Are they going, no, no, I mean, there's no way all that's going to happen. Of course it's not. It's like filling out a bracket. But I'm just telling you, these could be your potential conference championship games next year. Let this soak in. Your potential Big Ten championship next year could be Oregon and Washington. Let that sink in. Oregon and Washington could be your Big Ten championship game next year. Your Big 12 championship game next year. Big 12 championship game. Your Big 10 championship game this year was Michigan and Iowa. Next year, it could be Washington and Oregon. Your Big 12 championship game this year was what? Texas and Oklahoma State. Your Big 12 championship game next year could be Colorado and Utah. Colorado and Utah could be your Big 12 championship game next year. I want you to think about that. Um your SEC conference championship game next year could be Texas and Oklahoma. Again, your SEC, see, that's not that far-fetched, gang. It's really not. Well, Georgia, now that Saban's gone, Texas is, what well, you say Texas and Georgia, right? After Georgia, who? Well, SU, um, you're going to take Oklahoma, Tennessee over Oklahoma? Well, uh, yeah. See, Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC. This year you had what? Georgia Bama. Next year's SEC championship game could be Texas, Oklahoma. And the one that's the biggest stretch that will never happen because as long as, you know, you, as long, Florida State and I know Louisville and, and, and Clemson will bounce back and your potential ACC championship game next year can be Stanford and SMU. <laughs> See, it, it, what this speaks to is the strength of the teams that the other conferences had. Every other major conference of the four the Big Ten, the A- the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the SEC. The teams that are bringing in all can win the conference. The teams that the ACC are bringing in can't. So those could be your four potential conference championship games, a little Futurama style. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter at Harp on Sports Instagram. Auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, The Bar, Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, fun with your friends.